Lord, we just thank you for this man, Patrick, um, for being obedient and um, coming up to give his testimony. Um, what was the, the testimony? Shame's the devil. Um, yes, yeah. yeah, yeah, so, overcome by the blood of the Lamb. So, we thank you for it, and we bless you, Pat. And um, yeah, open our spiritual ears and hearts and eyes to hear what he has to say. Yeah, and let it encourage us in Jesus' name. Thank you. Good morning, everybody. Um, my testimony can be very, very, very long, so um, bear with me. But there's, well, there's a song in my heart that I want to sing just before I say, give you my testimony, yeah? All right. He touched me. He touched me. And all the joy that floods my soul happened, and now I know He touched me and made me He touched me, he touched me, and all the joy that floods my soul, some things happened, and now I know. me and made me whole. You see, I'm going to start my testimony now, yeah? Now you see me, Patrick Myrie. A lot of people know me from a, from a lot, lot, of, lot of places. One, two, check, one, two. Can you hear me? Um, I'm very soft. When I, was, when, when I was growing up, I was very, 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 very soft. And I used to look at life, even as a little kid, I used to look at life as I knew that I was special, but I didn't know why I was special. I knew there was a reason for me to be here, and I loved people. I love, when I say I love people, I love people, and I let give people everything, and I would do without. That was just my nature, just just that who I was. So growing up, my sister, God bless her, she used to beat me up, but I wouldn't hit her back because I didn't want to hurt no one. That's the kind of person I was. I was so gentle and soft and kind, and she kept on bullying me, bullying me, bullying me, until one day I said, you know what? And I'd give her some slaps, and from then. She didn't trouble me anymore. So now I started going to um, school. But before I went, went to school, my, my, my upbringing was really, really, really bad. Because my dad loved me. My mom loved me. Right? Never, never received a hug from them in my life. So I don't know what, even though I, that's what I wanted, because I'm a very affectionate person. That's what I wanted. We had a cat. The cat must have hated me. Because I used to hug the cat like this and squeeze it. <laughs> <laughs> and squeeze the cat. 
That's what I used to do, you know. Because I need some form of some form of outlet. So the cat every time the cat saw me, she run. <laughs> but anyway, my dad, he tried his best. He did try his best, and he did love us. I know he did love us. But the the the, the abuse that we got nowadays, he would do life in prison. I'm telling you, he would do life in prison. And but the bad thing for me is that I'm. I'm, I'm born for affection. I need affection and I need to give affection. And he, I wasn't getting affection, so I couldn't give affection to my mom and my dad. So I had to hold it. I used to get, when I said battered, proper battered, battered. My dad used to go work, right? And, and I don't know, I can't remember, I was young anyway. And when he come home, right, we know that it's Saturday. Me and my sister, Ven, Clive, and Val, right, there was four of us at that time. We knew it was Saturday. So my dad would come in. He must have went out raving and must have got a bit buzzing. I said, Patrick. That's how I used to talk. Patrick, then climb fall. Come here. So we had to get up and go downstairs to him. He wants us to go to school. Right? So we know there's no school because it's Saturday. So we had to go upstairs, put our clothes on, and come out the house and go to school. Even though there's no school. Because if we didn't, we'll get battered. Right? So that's the kind of life we was living. So when I started going to um, junior school, we call it primary back in the day, primary school, right? When I started going there, I got kind of twisted. So I started bullying people in the, in the class. I used to bully them. I used to make them go home, bring back a um, knife and all kind of things and carry them in the school. I used to bully them. And I, it wasn't because um, I was a bully. It's because it's like I started to change. So... I started to put these things around me. So just imagine this is a true me, right? So I can't be the true me, so I'm starting to become someone else from a small age. So I used to bully them, and the teacher found out. So the teacher put me up in the, in the, back, of the in back of the class, said, see this guy, this boy here, he's going to turn out to be nothing. He's going to be worthless. So that was one word over me, right? So... Every day I was fighting. The first day I started the school, I fight. I was fighting every single day. I was beating up people, battering them, and I was fighting and fighting and fighting and fighting. Until after one point, I said, "You know what? I can't keep on fighting, right?" So I left. That was in Stanford. I left Stanford. I went down to Hackney, into Clapton. Went to school there, and I said, "You know what? I ain't fighting no more." So I go into school in primary school, in the junior side now, and people want to come fight me. I walk away. So they start calling me Coward of County. So, they, so, they, so it's like a full turn. Right, I'm fighting and battering people. I didn't want to hurt people. Come down to this school now. I don't want to fight. Now they start calling me Calder County. So they start picking on me. You understand? So just imagine me now. I'm thinking, what do I do? Because if when I fight, I don't fight for the sake of fighting. I fight to kill. When I'm fighting, I'm fighting to kill them. I don't fight them to hurt them. I fight to kill them. And I didn't want to do that anymore. So I'm in a school now, and these guys are coming at me, and I'm walking away. I even run from them sometimes. They call me Calder County. So I said, all right then. So I went through life right, in that school. So I went to secondary school now, Brookhouse. Got secondary school, started off same thing. I didn't want to fight. I walked away from fight. Then one day I said, you know what? I had enough. And I started, uh, this guy came to me and I nearly killed him. I, went to ki I was going to literally kill him and they had to drag me off of him. So from secondary school now, leaving school now, I start, I st I start changing again. So I come out on street now. 
and I'm fighting, I'm fighting police, I beat up police, slap up police, pull out knife on police, all them kind of things that I used to do. So I was fighting, 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 all my life was fighting, 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 but re realizing that's not me. That's not me. And so the Lord showed me one time, he showed me when, um, when, when um, Lazarus, they put him in a cave, and they put the, um, that thing to stop, keep him in there. The Lord showed me something, I thought, what? So he said, look at Lazarus. And I said, yeah. He said, Lazarus is Lazarus, right? The true Lazarus is there, yeah? But then Lazarus, they put clothes on him, yeah? Grave clothes. So that become Lazarus. There's a Lazarus 1 and a Lazarus 2. So I'm thinking, what do you mean Lazarus 1 and Lazarus 2? He said, Patrick, right? You know who you are. You're a soft, gentle, kind person. You cannot be that way. So you became someone else. That's the grave clothes, right? So you're trapped inside the grave crows which is um patrick two and now patrick two is is stuck in the in in the in the grave so so there's and the stones there so i said okay so they start showing me that when i got born again he removed the stone so i'm free patrick number two can come out so once patrick number two come out right he said to the people untie him he didn't, he didn't untie Lazarus. He told the people to untie Lazarus. So relationships is what helps you to come and be who you are. So we're in a process of taking off the old grave clothes, the old Patrick, to get to the real Patrick. Right, so as I'm here talking now, and I'm, and I'm seeing you guys standing here, I mean, sitting here looking at me, my life has totally been rearranged, and I'm still on, on a journey what God's taken me to. And the, the true Patrick is still not fully out yet because there's still grave clothes there. And it's taking it, it's taking it off. But what I want to say to you guys here, right? It doesn't matter what your circumstance or your situation is. It doesn't matter how you feel. And don't matter what you necessarily what you're thinking at the time right now. Because God's word can change every circumstance every circumstance and one thing i must stress that you will never be free without relationships because if you if you if you're going to be free without relationships he wouldn't he wouldn't god would have said you're loose but he didn't he said untie him loose him he told the people to loose him and the only way you're going to be loose on certain things in your life so you can become who you're supposed to be is going to be through relationships with people. They're the ones. That's why you get, into, get to meet some people that rub you up the wrong way where you just want to kill them. Right? <laughs> it's, it's breaking off. It's taking off those bandages that's around you so you can get down to who you are. Because God created you. He didn't create the bandage. He created you. You're the one that created the bandage. For your life experiences, what you went through. But God is saying, he has put people in your lives to free you. Just like he's put people in my life to free me. We may not like it. Sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's very hot. But <laughs> we have to go through it. So we have to begin to say to ourselves, you know what, Lord? Who am I? Think back to when the youngest time in your life and think back what kind of person were you 
What did you enjoy doing? What was your heart's desire? What did you find naturally to do easily? And because of your life experiences, things that you've gone through, how your mom may have cheated, your dad may have cheated, your friends may have cheated you, and all these things that's gone on in, in, in society, right? They caused you to become someone else. So try and work out, who are you? I know who I am. I'm a soft, generous person. I'm a person that will give up my, my life so you can get to where you want to be. That's me. In everything that I do, I'm a fitness instructor. What do fitness instructors do? They train you to get you to where you want to be. I sing. I lead people where? Into the presence of God. I want to get you to where you're supposed to be. That's my life. Everything that I do, that's, what, that's me. That's what I do. And I realize that now. Before I didn't. I was walking around like a headless chicken. I did not know who I am, who I am and what I was supposed to be doing. And I was just going mad, cracking up. But until you look at yourself and you see yourself for who you are, and once you see yourself, push yourself in that direction and stay around people that will challenge you. Don't stay around people and say, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to go, I'm going to T5, pounds. Yeah, go and do it. Why are you going to hang around with someone like that? Are they helping you or destroying you? So you have to find the people who challenge you and say, you know what? That ain't right. Don't do that. I don't care what you say. People will stand up to you and say, I don't care what you say. You can scream until you're blue, yellow, pink, or brown. I don't care. That's not right. They're the kind of people you need to be around. Because they're the ones that's taken the grave clothes off of you. They're the ones God has chosen to take those grave clothes off of you. So, also, for people who are addicted on drugs or have been addicted on drugs i was i was addicted believe it or not to weed i went down to six stone nearly died i couldn't stop smoking weed couldn't i used to get the seed and crush it and smoke it i used to go in a dustbin to see if i can find any any weed butts and and, and even cigarette butts and roll that in rizza to smoke it i used to be in my house sitting down and I've been, I've been nodding like this in a trance, seeing myself chopping people to bits. That's what I was seeing. So I start carrying chopper. I said, I ain't going to fight fist to fist, but don't make no sense. Right? There's a, there's, in Hackney, there's a place called White Heart. It's a pub. That's where I used to sell my drugs. I used to sell drugs as well. I used to sell drugs. So I thought to myself, I ain't going to fist fight no man. What's the point? So I used to have this chopper. It's about from here to there long. And there was a big wall to a school that I used to go to. I put it on the wall. I said, anytime anybody ramp with me, I won't even bother saying nothing. I walk out, come on, get the chopper, come back, and start chopping them. And that was, that's where I was going. I was going mad. I, if my hand was like this, shaking. Couldn't keep it still. If I'm smoking a cigarette, I'm like this. Six stone. My mom and dad look at me and say, Patrick, I'm dead, you know, dead. That's how they used to talk. <laughs> I'm dead, you know, dead. I had my clothes on. It looked like I wasn't there. It looked like I just had a head and nothing else. <laughs> I'm serious. Marga like pin. Finish. I'm telling you. I couldn't do anything. I was, I was, if I was sitting down watching the TV, I'd be sitting down there and my eyes would be glued on the TV. You could come into a room, stand there and watch me for five minutes and I'm glued on the TV. And you ask me what's going on that TV, I couldn't tell you. I couldn't tell you what's happening in that program. Couldn't. Paranoid. Anyone's laughing, I think they're laughing at me and I want to fight them. 
That's 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 where I was. And when I when I got, when I gave my life to Christ, a friend of mine came and started witnessing to me because we became a Christian. We was close like this, right? We, I used to, I used to have a lot of girls as well. I was a, a, a they used to call it gallus. I was a gallus, yeah. And this guy, me and him, was like this together. Everywhere we were together, guy named Ian Howard. And so he disappeared. I'm thinking, where's Ian? Then he came around saying he's a Christian. I said, you're a Christian? He said, yeah. So he started witnessing to me. And I said, you know, I used to go, yeah, chatty, you idiot, man, go ahead. I said, cuss him. Right? But then I started watching him because his life changed. He stopped smoking weed. He stopped checking girls. He stopped going up. And I'm thinking, how come this guy changed like this? And, and I, I, couldn't, I couldn't explain it. But I still prayed the bad man. I said, no, 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 whatever. But he kept on, kept on, kept on coming to see me and talking to me. So I went to church. And I sat right at the back, had my hat on. And my, I still had my dool. It was a knife, used to call dool, in my pocket. Sit down in the church. And then man started preaching. And as he was preaching, it seemed like everything this man was saying, it, it was almost describing me. Something, I started getting paranoid. I said, how come this man know my business? Ian's been telling this man my business. That's just that's what I thought. I was getting paranoid. I was really getting paranoid. Ian at the home, home I said, no, Patrick, just, just cool. So I'm thinking, no, man, this man know my business. And so I'm in the church, and the people are clapping their hand, clapping their hand. And it's young people, you know, my age group. And I'm looking at them and saying, how come there's so much young people in this church clapping? What's young people doing in church? So anyway... The man started preaching. He was preaching. Then at the end of the service, he will always give an auto call, he'll call it. And he'd give, invite you, say, if you, ever don't, if you don't know Christ and you want to accept him, put up your hand. Right? But you had to close, close your eyes and bow your head. So when I close my eyes and bow my head, right, you know, I don't know if you remember when you were younger, when you know you want to get beaten from your parents. Right? And you get that, that kind of heart bursting to me because you know you're going to get licks. Right? It was like that. And I felt it. And so my eyes were closed. And, and when I felt it, I just heard, put your hand up. And I, and I said, me now put up my hand. That's what I'm saying. And people look at me thinking, what's wrong with this guy? But I was, I was literally having a conversation with God. I didn't know that. I said, nah, me now put up my hand. And I said, put up your hand. I said, me now put up my hand. <laughs> and everybody's watching me. I'm thinking, <laughs> I didn't realize it. And I'm there and I start sweating. And this, this, this feeling is getting worse. And it's, my heart's pumping and pumping and pumping and pumping. I said, put your hand up. I said, now put up your hand. And then my hand just went up like that. So I went down to the front. I went on my knees and I said, I said, Lord. <laughs> I said, Lord. And I asked him into my life. But one thing that would never leave me is that when I got up, it, I felt like I could fly. It felt like I must have been carrying a heavy weight because I felt light. And I went home and I took all the drugs and I flushed them down the toilet. I threw away the cigarettes and I threw away the brandy. Throw away everything. And then I start getting very, very radical. The place where I used to go white heart and sell drugs. I went in there, sampled the pool table. I start preaching to them. Turn back, they need to accept God because I, I, I didn't have no knowledge. <laughs> so I'd say, Raga. I start preaching. I said, You need God, man. I said, Who are you? You are telling me about God? You? You're the devil himself. They said to me. 
<laughs> I said, no, nah, you need God. So me and Ian were going down, stamping the pool table and preaching them in a white heart. Some of them get saved, some of them are dead, some of them are in prison now. But what I can say, Christianity is beautiful, it's sweet. It's, it's also rough and hard. Anyone tell you that being a Christian is easy, they're not Christian. They're not. But the difference is, you have peace. You have a hope. When I was out there, I didn't have no peace. And I didn't have no hope. I didn't have no joy. Right? It was just pure condemnation. Darkness. That's all you could see and there was no hope. But as a Christian, you can be going through what you're going through. It's hard, but you still can have that joy. You still can have that peace and that hope. And that's the difference. So I'd advise anyone of you in here, if you don't know Jesus, you need to know him, man. Forget about anybody else. Forget about the person sitting down next to you. Because when you stand before God, you're not going to stand before God with them. You're standing by yourself. And you're going by yourself. So you need to accept him by yourself and work out your own salvation in fear and trembling. Bless. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. You may have been a Christian for a long time, or you may be exploring the possibilities of a relationship with God. Wherever you are in your journey of life, please feel free to contact us at Woolwich Community Church if you would like any further information on today's message. We will be happy to talk with you, pray with you, and help you in any way we can. Please see the information below in our bio on how to get in touch with us. Have a blessed week and God bless.